0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. There is certainly no Kylian Mbappe or Lionel Messi in this NFL draft. uh, But those two men will square off in the World Cup final on Sunday Eric Winalda, a three-time member of the United States World Cup team, one of only three people along with a former NC State Wolfpack member Tab Ramos to play on three World Cup teams. He joins us Serious XM Counterattack, uh, a staple on my ride home every day. I appreciate your time, Mr. Winalda. How you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. I apologize for uh, being a little late to you today quite as, all right. as you can imagine the world cup makes everybody crazy so <laughs> we were still living it
0: we're uh we're into extra time right here like i want to start with let's start with what we're going to see what we think we're going to see on sunday in some ways it's a changing of the guard um would would a win i don't want to get historical first let's let's start with france versus argentina france is loaded at every position i don't think the same thing about argentina how do you see this
1: well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, let's go back to that changing of the guard. You don't okay. want to go there. That's no, I want.
0: I want to get going. there next. I want to get because I want. To, I do oh, want to okay, talk historically. Right. I want to get there next. I did a poor job well, of starting this.
1: <laughs> no, it, you're doing fine. The, the 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 real, the tactical, the 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 matchups, all that stuff that we love so much when it comes to analyzing games and whatnot. Um, really get. Uh, they actually come to the forefront because what we've seen with this French team is a couple of teams that have been able to figure out how to, uh, to keep killing Mbappe at, at at bay. And that's mm-hmm. England, of, of course. And then what we saw with Morocco That's yep. a very, uh, familiar foe and Hakimi, And then of course, Walker did a great job. And I think Southgate at England, a phenomenal job of putting together a plan that was going to force, force France to beat in a different way. I mean, you know the, that that's really what was was England's plan, and, and he should be commended on that. But the but the other reality here, if we're looking at the Argentine team, is this is a team that's that's uh, trying to finish destiny here. I mean, it mm-hmm. it really is um, a become a story about Lionel Messi, about can he get to the finish line? Uh, he's been phenomenal in this competition. Um, everyone, it just seems like everyone wants. this happen so we can just stop the debate who's better (laughs) messi or ronaldo i'm already on messi's side (laughs) even with all of ronaldo's antics i just think everybody wants to see that happen And the bottom line is can this uh argentina side shut down mbappe with Molino, who has been phenomenal in this competition Mm -hmm. going forward but guess what you might want to stick around a little bit not venture too far out of position because this guy's good so the, the tactics really come into play, and I think that uh, Argentina has proven that they've, they've played multiple systems. They've figured out different ways to uh, to go up against their opponents. I thought the uh, I thought the Netherlands game was, was a terrific example of that. So it, it, it's yet to be seen how they'll tactically uh, address the game, but it really is, for me, going from my gut, uh, I just feel like the world wants to see Messi touch the cup. And... Uh, it's, it's all pointing in that direction you know with, to, to, with that you have to say France and Deschamps said they've done a great job mm-hmm. and they deal with all kinds of adversity they had a bunch of injuries Rabio had this this one out. Uh, they had a, they had the flu yeah. they're calling it basically the flu hit the team and it actually the uh, FIFA's report said it's a cold that's, that's what it was called <laughs> but uh the um the reality is is that they've done a great job of, of navigating through this competition, but they haven't really gone up against the likes of what Argentina is. So it's a great final. That's what everyone needs to know. Yeah. This is one of the all-time classic finals with the exit of probably the greatest player uh, to, to ever play the game uh, with the, the, the new young buck who has already won a World Cup. And that's the only reason why we're not calling Nephi the greatest of all time because he's never won this thing, and he got Mbappe. Who could possibly walk away with two trophies before he's even twenty-two years old?
0: Yeah, um, and if and Eric Rinaldo is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show, if uh, Mbappe wins another one, that's two in a row. The first, the last time anybody won two straight, it was Brazil in '62 and '58. That was Pele, and uh, that's who is the comparison for Lionel Messi. So, historically speaking, where does this put Messi? Versus Pele, if he is able to win just the one.
1: Wow! See, that's a, I hate these kind of <laughs> ideas, man. Because you know, and when we're going on pure talent, uh, and we're going on on uh, just 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 as as the best player of all time, I think Messi Messi was better. I think what what we get confused with sometimes is. When we, when we talk about a player of, of like Pele or, or maybe a Wayne Gretzky, somebody that, that completely transcends their sport and, and they become the beacon of, of, of what everything the game um, uh, represents. So, Pele, uh, it was a different time. Um, it, you know, if, if you talk to those guys in the 50s, They'll tell you that uh, if you headed the ball the wrong way and you caught the laces, you were going to get stitches. So, <laughs> obviously, the ball that they played with, the shoes that they had on their feet, the technology, all of those things factor in. Um, but, you know, where, where do we compare these two? I, I would just rather celebrate them both. If the debate is now moving from Messi uh, and, and Ronaldo to Messi and Pelé, I'm fine with yeah. that. Mar- Maradona is, is is the one that he's really chasing. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and it's... it's uh, It's a guy that that won a World Cup, took him to a World Cup, and lost. So, And and the debate has always been until Messi actually touches the trophy, he cannot surpass um, Maradona in the eyes of the Argentine people. But I I think we're there. I think we're there. And if he loses this game, man, we're going to keep talking about this for decades. (laughs) So I hope he wins.
0: It gives you stuff to talk about you and Tony Miola on uh, on Counterattack on Sirius XM. Eric Winalda is joining us here. On the Adam Gold Show. All right, I want to move to the U.S. Men's National Team and the drama between Greg Berhalter and Gio Reyna. Uh, And Berhalter was uh, speaking at a moral leadership conference, which to me is ironic here that we're talking about moral leadership. And he basically called out Reyna. He didn't use his name, but for those people who have followed the story and all the reporting around it. He was talking about Gio Reyna nearly being sent home from the World Cup for for not behaving properly in practice and whatnot. Um, how do you? I, my my bigger problem was that he told Reyna before the World Cup that he was going to play a very limited role. I don't know why you would do that. Um, what's your What are your thoughts on Burhalter, v. Reyna and how this whole thing played out?
1: Well, unfortunately, I inserted myself into this uh, this mess very early on. Uh, when I was hearing reports uh, about what had happened, I had heard that he was very disappointed, devastated, in his words, um, that he was not going to participate. So, I mean, I'm with you. I, I don't understand the logic between or around telling a player upon arrival, sit him down before we even, <laughs> even take the ball and saying you're not going to play, and then expecting a 19-year-old to handle that perfectly. That's the and to be disappointed and to be and to show up at practice. I mean, I, I, look, I'm just I'm just saying, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't question his professionalism. If you've just worked your whole life for this moment, you're going to play in a World Cup, and you've had some injuries, and we all know the history, and you finally worked your way back into a spot where you can really contribute to a national team, and the first thing you do as a coach is you tell him, "Hey, by the way, you're not going to play, but I want you to have a good attitude." <laughs> that. That doesn't work, um, and it is ironic that it was at a leadership um, uh, symposium because I thought that that was poor leadership.
0: Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuiter with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out
1: you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888 843 13 888 843 or text Adam to six hundred seven hundred. Adam Gold is a Pete Investment advisory services
0: offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina Registered Investment Advisor.
1: I think I think what um, what is really unfortunate is that we didn't get to see Geo play in this World Cup. Uh, it could have clearly been handled better. Uh, I think everyone is willing to move past uh, you know, all, all that what has happened. Uh, but we certainly should accept it. This is a scenario that that they got this completely wrong. Uh, and I, you know, I, you know, I unfortunately when I said, uh, you know, my inclusion on all of this was very early on in the competition. You know, when I when I said, well, unfortunately, the, the manager has been untruthful with the media, uh, saying that he's still hurt, mm-hmm. and the player has refuted that, and that caused a rift. Man, you, would I'll tell you, Adam, it's almost like the. the People don't are, are challenged with the English language. They need to understand there's a very big difference between pointing it out when someone is untruthful and calling somebody a liar. Mm-hmm. If it's factual that the, that the, this, this is actually what was said and it is it is not true, uh, that that is not taking a shot at somebody. That's just pointing it out. So, I mean, a lot of people w- were angry with me for. Uh, especially uh, those those two guys over at that other wide leader that, that think that I did this for <laughs> for reasons of uh, uh, personal gain. I, I gain nothing from this. I, my heart is bleeding uh, for for Geo and and the reasons why he didn't play, which I don't agree with. But uh, I certainly didn't want to be included in this story. I never did. But I I unfortunately uh, was was one of the questions that our, our national team manager had to answer prior to the Iran game and if I apologize for anything, Adam, that's sad. I that our Ooh. coach had to uh had to answer that question because this entire situation is that uh, is unfortunate and it did have a, a massive effect on our team.
0: And this team needs goals. Gio Reyna, while he maybe not be a big goal scorer, he is a creative offensive player uh, you scored 34, and we'll close on this. At the time of your retirement from U.S. soccer, you were the all-time leading goal scorer. Landon Donovan has since become that. Christian Pulisic has 22. Uh, where do the goals come from four years from now where the, when the U.S., or two years from now if they do host Copa America, which is uh, very possibly going to be a d- big deal, uh, where do the goals come from in this system?
1: But, well, look, it was, there is, hopefully there's a change of the guard. I, I think that there'll be someone else managing this team. Uh, I, I think that it's gone so far that it, we need some new life there. Uh, but the talent is there. Yeah. And, and I think the, the major criticism that we've had, um, which is still a repeat of history here, I mean, you forgot Clint Dempsey in there, Boy, oh, I'm in sorry. my opinion. Yeah. No, it's okay. He's In my opinion, he's pound, pound for pound the best soccer player that we've ever had. And you know, and I've had conversations with him about this. And, you know, he's a guy that played in the midfield uh, more than he played up front. And I'm in the same boat. And so you you look at our stats and you say, all right, well, how many goals did you score for the midfield? I scored zero out of 50-some-odd games from the midfield. I scored, scored all my goals as a forward. Mm-hmm. What we keep having here is coaches who overthink this thing. And they don't put the players in, in offensive positions in, because they get too pragmatic and they think they've got to play defense first. Where are the goals going to come from? Whenever we have a manager who lets, takes off the shackles and lets these guys run. We have the ability to score a lot of goals, but we spend so much time figuring out a way that we cannot lose the game that we've forgotten how to win. So I, I, I think when we get past that and we stop calling ourselves underdogs <laughs> and we address the game's... Uh, for what they are I, I mean, I've been through this I mean, we play against we play against teams that, that that we can we can have our opinions of them but you know like the Netherlands for example that was a game that we could have won sure. certainly a team that we could have beaten but we chose to play um inappropriately let's just put it that way and I'm I'm not going to put names on that but I just I was very disappointed with that starting lineup and we essentially played with a guy that was supposed to score goals that it's a converted 10 that turned into a nine, and then somebody decided to call him a nine-and-a-half, but nine-and-a-half ain't enough. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, it's unfortunate that we, we bowed out the way we did, but I hope we can fix it in the next four years. And by the way, you mentioned the Copa America. Let's win the Olympics.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah.
1: Why don't we do that? We have enough young talent uh, to really dedicate the, and put our energy and our resources into winning the gold medal. This team could do that. We're so caught up in the the Copa America and saying that we need that. We need that. No, what we need to be also is to be in a major tournament against multiple countries that gives you the feel of the World Cup. It's not the World Cup, but it's going to feel like the World Cup. And you win that trophy, you build a culture of winning within a major tournament. And that's that's what we need right now. And if we can get that culture, we get that positive feeling. All these Americans that don't know the difference between the Olympics and the World Cup anyway – they'll probably be more excited about us getting a gold medal than touching the World Cup. So I think that's that's a big part of it. We need to figure out how we change the perception of, of reality before we, we worry about reality.
0: Eric Winaldo, I appreciate your time. Serious XM, Counterattack with Tony Miola. Uh, thank you very much uh, for those people who want to listen. It's coming up in a little bit. I appreciate everything, and we'll talk again soon.
1: To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.